When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's more money with leading economist Steve Moore. Stephen Moore is with us, economist. With more than 30 years' experience as an economist and as a leading thinker of government on business, showing deep understanding of the shifts in the global economy. He's leading economist Steve Moore with more money on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Hi, folks. Uh, welcome to the More Money Show. I'm economist Steve Moore. Uh, this is WABC, the number one talk radio station in these United States of America. Uh, for the sixth row, uh, sixth week in a row, I am going to plead with someone in my audience, if you are a liberal, if you're a Green, if you're a Democrat, uh, pro-Biden, Please, please uh, call in uh, at the, uh, in about 30, 35 minutes. I'll be taking some calls. And I want someone to explain the Biden energy plan because I find it to be incomprehensible and indefensible. And I want someone to defend it. And I've said this is the sixth week in a row. Please, someone call in. We'll be respectful. This is Freedom of Speech Radio. I want to hear a spirited defense of what Biden has done to America's energy, because I don't see any rationale whatsoever for this. Uh, and the the uh, Biden energy policy gets curiouser and curiouser every single day as the price of oil and the price of gasoline at the pump continues to go up and our security is put in danger and we're providing funding for the Russians so they can uh, continue their murderous campaign in Ukraine. And so please call in and explain to me and our audience why it is that this Biden policy of assaulting American energy makes sense. And I've asked for five weeks now, this is the sixth week, and we still have not got one person, not one person, has called in. Now, either that's because liberals are afraid to defend the Biden energy policy, or number two, they can't defend it. And I think it may be a combination of both. So let's quickly review. We've got a great uh, show lined up today. Thank you, by the way, for my loyal uh, listeners of this show. We have very good ratings. And it is because uh, people like you care about our country and care about our economy and care about the jobs and the future of this great nation. And I am normally an optimist. Most of you have heard me over the last couple of years on this show talk about the greatness of America, and I will never waver in that. But right now, I just don't feel like America is so great because of the leadership that we have and the policy decisions that we are making across the board. And I'm just going to give you some statistics, folks, because we need a regime change in Washington. Just We need a regime change. We need new leadership. 
And whether that's Donald Trump, and I admire Donald Trump greatly. I work for Donald Trump. I thought he did an amazing job resurrecting our economy. Sometimes Donald Trump could be his worst enemy. But he, uh, he did amazing things to make the American economy number one in the world, whether it was energy production, whether it was tougher trade deals, whether it was deregulating, whether it was cutting taxes, whether it was getting tough on uh, the countries in NATO that weren't paying their fair share. Um, that America First policy um, had a lot of dividends for the American people, big income gains, big job gains. People felt like the country was going in the right direction. Um, and then, of course, COVID hit. And I, I think if it had not been for COVID, there's no doubt Donald Trump would be president today. Um, and so I'm troubled, though. And here are some of the things I wanted to mention that have gone wrong. And they, there is no rational reason why these policies have been made. So let's start with the border. Donald Trump had a tough on the border stance. He was in favor of building the wall. I am very pro-immigrant. I think immigrants make great, incredible contributions to our country. I know from our callers that we get that we have so many uh, Americans who were born abroad who listen to this show. You are um, great Americans. And I can't I just marvel at the contributions that immigrants make to our workforce, to our military, to our families. Um, they are indispensable, but they have to come in legally. It's that simple. You've got to come in legally, folks. We can't have a porous border. And I think 90% of Americans agree with me. It seems like the only 10% who uh, are opposed to a secure border are the people in the Biden White House. And so you have chaos at the border, and now there's new decisions to you know, allow uh, you know, people, even when they're caught and apprehended in America, if they're illegal, to let them stay. I, I have real problems with some of those policies. Um, so that's one, an out-of-control border. Number two, inflation rate now is officially running at 7.9%. This is the highest inflation rate in the country since at least 40 years. Um, this is a massive tax on the American family. The estimates are that the average family is losing about $4,000 or so, depending on what your income is in terms of lost income, a shrinking paycheck, a shrinking um, bank account because of what this inflation does. By the way, if you have a lot of money in a savings account, for example, um, the inflation rate basically just is like a tax, right? It's a tax on that savings and it dwindles and it shrinks. And it's not fair to savings when, to people who do save um, when you have high inflation like this. Uh, I'll mention another one. Um, what about the energy situation? Why is it that we've gone from a situation where oil was $60 a barrel or so when Trump left office to now $105 a barrel or so uh, under Biden? And most of that, don't blame Biden. Biden does have some of the blame, but 80% of this increase in the gas price and the oil price happened before uh, uh, Putin went into um before Putin went into Ukraine. So when Biden keeps saying, oh, it's Putin, that's the reason we've got these higher oil prices, that's only a small part of it. It's because Biden came in with a declaration that he'd made throughout the campaign that he was going to destroy the American oil and gas industry. And you know what? He's done a 
he's doing a pretty good job of at least destroying American oil and gas production. He's actually not hurting the oil and gas companies because what's happened is the price is going up so much, the oil and gas companies are making more money than ever before. Then he accuses them of being price gougers because he's the one, his policies of reducing supply means the price goes way up. And then he says, he wags his fingers at these companies and says, how dare that you, uh, you know, uh, raise your prices when this is a world price of oil. And then you've got the situation, what's happening to our schools. Uh, People are outraged about that. You've got a situation with a national debt that has now reached $30 trillion. I know these numbers are just so large, it's hard for people to even you know, get your arm around that. But $30 trillion, when I first came to Washington in 1985, the debt was a little over $1 trillion. Now it's $30 trillion. What's wrong with our country? Uh, it's gone up by about $6 trillion since Biden came in with all of these massive spending programs. Um, it doesn't make any sense to me. And what's, what's missing from a coherent, strategic, economic, energy, security policy is putting the interests of the United States first. And it's just simply missing. And I can't tell you how angry I am about this because I did work for Donald Trump. We were energy independent. We weren't paying $4.69 or uh, in some places over $5 a gallon. The national price for oil, uh, for uh, gas at the pump back then was two sixty-nine dollars a gallon. Let me give you another example. The month that Trump left office in January of 2021, the inflation rate was about 1.6 or 1.7 percent. Today, the um, inflation rate is almost 8 percent. How do you screw things up that much in 14 months? We need for um, voters to express their outrage at this in a very peaceful way at the ballot box by getting rid of these people. You know, we have all these crises going on around the country and around the world, and all the uh, the Democrats want to talk about these uh, transgender issues, things like that. <laughs> How is that important right now? Isn't it more important that we get our economy back on track for the American people and for our children? We do not want to leave our children with an economy that is in a state of not collapse, but just it is so fragile right now. Now, people ask me, we're going to have a discussion with my friend David Asman from Fox News, and you know him. He worked many years with, with me and others at, at uh, Wall Street Journal about whether we're headed to a recession. I, I hope we're not. I pray that we're not. But, you know, when I see these policies that are coming out of Pelosi and Schumer and, of course, Joe Biden, I don't see any rays of sunshine right now. I just don't. Now, the good news is that COVID seems to be behind us, so we're getting some tailwinds from that. But, boy, would I love, wouldn't it be wonderful if we just return to Trump policies? I mean, I know a lot of you don't like Donald Trump. I love the guy. I don't always agree with him. I love him. But his policies worked, and Biden's policies are a complete abject failure and we're feeling it every day and it's a tax on every one of us folks we've got to have change i hope my buddy larry kudlow is right the cavalry is coming because boy do we need them all right i'll be right back you're listening to the more money show on wabc welcome back folks to the more money show on 
WIBC Talk Radio, the number one talk radio station in these United States of America. It is time for our segment to talk about finance and your money and the economy with two of the world's great experts, Ryan and Bob Payne of Payne Capital Management. Gentlemen, thanks again for joining us this morning. Thanks, Thanks, Steve. Steve. So let's get right down to it. This is a complicated economy as I see it, and I'd love to get your guys' reaction. Um, And here's what I think is sort of complicated about things. The the jobs numbers continue to be very good, you know, very positive. Uh, The jobs are out there. We have some, over 10 million job openings. The jobs reports have been have been really very strong. Uh, so that's the that's the positive of the economy. And yet, at the same time, we have these um, highest inflation rates in 40 years, and the inflation doesn't seem to be getting better. It seems to be getting worse. It's not transitory. It's not tempor- uh, uh, temporary, uh, and it doesn't seem to be abating. And so. As an investor, I find myself in a state of total confusion about how to navigate these markets. You know, Steve, as we always say, uh, when it comes to investing, it's so counterintuitive. It's very difficult to correlate the headlines and the news stories to, you know, what's happening in the markets because the market happens to be forward looking. And one of the things that it was looking at was inflation going higher and interest rates going higher. And we had what we call a price correction. And so far, as we come to the end of the quarter, looks like it's just been an old-fashioned correction in the stock market. Yeah, because a I mean, good point there, Steve, about inflation. Um, inflation's high now, but we got to remember what the market's looking at is what's, it, what's inflation going to look like in 24 months, you know, 30 months from now. And if you look at it, you know, realistically, inflation actually is going to come down, contrary to popular belief. You know, supply mm-hmm. chains are starting to get fixed. Uh, if you look mm-hmm. at the bond market, which prices in longer-term inflation, you know, it's, it's pricing in something like 3% inflation over the next five years. That's a lot lower mm-hmm. than the 8% number that we saw last right. month. Right. So that, that's, that's important because you know, if inflation is coming down and wages stay high, that's actually a great economy from where I'm standing. So this is a good point. I mean, uh, the, uh, the interest rate on bonds is not just... Um, influenced by today's inflation rate, but it's it's more uh, influenced by inflationary expectations. And what you're saying is those expectations over the next five years is for a much more moderate inflation rate. Yes, which is huge, right. which is huge. And yeah. I think that's where investors make a big mistake because you're looking, oh my God, inflation's high now. What's every headline you hear? It's going to be the 70s right. again. We're going to have stagflation, right. even though the rock and roll was great back then. Economy wasn't so great, Steve. Now, the 30-year mortgage, though, has been creeping up. What are we at now? Over 4%, right? Yep. So uh, how do you, what do you see happening with those mortgage rates? Well, the mortgage rates are going to follow the 10-year treasury. Um, right. And it's right. always interesting. You know, and, and, and anybody, any, anybody out there right now makes any purchases. You know, when oil goes down... The gas pump comes, price comes down very slowly. Oil goes up, it goes up very quickly. We get a, you know, a little bit of an increase in an interest rate, and suddenly all the mortgage brokers and bankers are, are hiking those right rates. So they're, you know, they're up a lot from where the very bottom was just recently. But you know, we have a strong economy, and we have a consumer that's been locked down. So I think that these headwinds, is what I call them, of higher interest rates, 
it's got to slow it down a little bit, Steve, but this housing market mm-hmm. is on fire. Yeah. The, 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 so, the pro- go ahead. Steve. So uh, let me just add to that, that, um, you know, you are seeing, so, so even with these mortgage rates rising, we're not seeing a slowdown in the housing market. No, no, just exactly right. And put in perspective, you know, last yeah. time we saw mortgage rates above 4%, there was a million more homes available for sale. So the, the bigger right. problem here is we have a 10-year period of undersupply to the market where they just didn't produce enough homes. And now right. you have this huge cohort, the baby boomers, which is like 80 million people, you know, all in the family formation stage, not living in their parents' basements anymore, going right. looking to buy homes at the same time. So it's like, it's really a supply shock just like you've seen with these supply chains, and it's not going to get fixed overnight. Even if rates go higher here, demand is so strong that housing is going to stay strong for quite a while. And that's like one-fifth of GDP, which again means economic growth probably is going to be stronger here than most people anticipate. Well, uh, that is good news. I'm a little skeptical given what's happening in Washington right now. As you gentlemen know, I'm a, I'm a creature of, of, uh, of the policy world. And what I see coming out of Washington is mostly negative. Um, You know, you look at the president's budget, for example. Now, I understand that budget is dead on arrival, but it does give you a sense of the Biden administration um, priorities. And those are tax, 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 spend, 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 spend. And those are quite negative for the economy. Do you think the market just doesn't believe these things are going to happen? You know, Steve, I think that the market believes that you're going to be out there working to make sure it doesn't happen. So we appreciate the help you're giving us there. <laughs> what right. do we owe you, Steve? <laughs> so, uh, so you, you know, the, so you're basically saying the market is is uh, is is not um, too worried about these things because we have Joe Man- Joe Manchin is really the savior, right? He just declared a few days ago that he will not go for that. Uh, what do you guys make of this? Uh, of this idea of uh, taxing unrealized capital gains. I mean, I don't even see how it it is workable, but I wonder what you gentlemen think. Now, suddenly there won't be any uh, unrealized capital gains. I mean, it's uh, (laughs) (laughs) what the government has to understand is when they try to tax the smartest people in the world, they're smarter than the people that are trying to tax them. That's a great point. Yeah. And I think that, you know, these have been tried before in, you know, Mm -hmm. in Europe and, and what happens yeah. is the wealth moves, Steve. That you know you can't uh, you it can't does. mandate people keep their wealth in one place. Well, you're so right about that. I mean, I was just in Florida uh, earlier this week, and uh, boy, you, all you see is New York and Connecticut and uh, and New Jersey and Illinois with license plates. And you ask people why they they left, and they said for two reasons: one is the sunshine, and two is the ta- lower taxes. So, uh, <laughs> but I, I want to just, if I, I may, we only have a few minutes left, but I, I am very disturbed by even the idea of this taxing capital gains and unrealized. And I want to make sure people understand what this would mean. Now they say, oh, it's only going to be millionaires and billionaires, but we all know that when they put these policies in place pretty soon, they hit the middle class as well. But folks, what they're talking about, and correct me, gentlemen, if I'm wrong about this, but they're saying, let's say you own, you know, a thousand shares of AT&T stock, and let's say it goes up by $15,000 in value. And then, and then you're going to get taxed folks, on that $15,000 of increased appreciation of the stock, whether you sold it or not. And where, where are people yeah. going to come up with the money to pay the tax? Well, the scary well, part about even that, that is... Like, who's going to administer this, right? I mean, if you're crying out loud, you know, somebody going to be checking your portfolio by the day and right. uh, you have to pay an estimated based on how you did today in the market? I mean, it's insane. 
uh, by the way, I think this explains why they want to hire 80,000 new IRS agents. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and also, a lot more you know, for that. tax accounts, it's going to be a great deal. Um, so overall, uh, we've got just a minute or two left. You're continually, you continue to be bullish on the markets. Uh, what are the, what are the, th- in the, in the two minutes we have left, what is the, what are the things that worry you the most about the market right now? Hmm. Well, I'd say <laughs> the biggest headwind right now is yep. how aggressive the Federal Reserve is going to be right. in curbing inflation. And are they going to be able to create that soft landing? Um, or are we going to have that hard landing of a recession that many, a lot of right. economists are calling for right now, but generally we find when they make the same call, they're usually it's something else is going to happen. So, so just to, you're worried that they're going to be too aggressive or not aggressive enough at the Fed? Too aggressive. Yeah, if they get too, too aggressive, aggressive and, um, you know, they don't wait to see how the policy impacts inflation, uh, I think that could be a big risk of putting us into a recession earlier uh, than anticipated. And finally, what do you, uh, I saw my friend Kevin Hassett, who's, a, you know, the top economist, and Larry Lindsay, uh, both um, worked with, uh, well, um, Larry Lindsay was uh, Bush's chief economist, and uh, Kevin was uh, Trump's chief economist. They both are forecasting a recession in 2023. A lot of economists are, but you're saying you think we can skate around that. Well, I think what happens, Steve, is when you get an increase in interest rates, the market generally does rally and a recession doesn't happen for at least uh, another year. So does that mean you think we're not going to see a recession? Don't know. I can't predict what's unpredictable, but right (laughs) Right. now the market's not forecasting a recession. It's forecasting a pretty booming economy. Wow. Well, that's great news. (laughs) I love to hear it. That's uh, Ryan and uh, Bob Payne of Payne Capital Management. Uh, Thanks, gentlemen. And we'll be right back. Stop. ED is no laughing matter. This could be caused from low T, high blood pressure, or diabetes. Elevate Wellness can help. 40% of men over 40 have experienced this. Make the call to Elevate Wellness now. 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. The office visit is only $99 and includes exam, blood work, test dose, and consultation. Call Elevate Wellness. 973-354-2276. Or elevatewellnessgroup.com. This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. And if you're thinking to yourself, hey, I'd like to get a full review of my investments right now. I don't know what's going on with inflation, the economy. Are we going to recession? Well, Bob and I are put together every single week. We have 10 slots. If you have over $750,000 saved for retirement, we'll run for you our total financial master plan. We'll do that with no obligation or cost. It's a full holistic review where we literally go through everything for you. We'll go through every single holding that you have. We're going to build for you your own personalized financial portal. We're going to hone in on every single financial issue that you have. We're going to look at income. Do you have an income plan for retirement? It's so critical. How are you going to take Social Security? How are you going to draw from your portfolio without running out of money? We're going to put together a full income plan for you so you can live off your portfolio without running out of money. We're going to look at fees and taxes. Yes, Wall Street loves to sell you products with high fees, high taxes, those annuities insurance products, brokerage products, mutual funds. We're going to show you how to reduce all the costs on your portfolio, where all those hidden costs are, and optimize your portfolio for taxes. Steve said it. Taxes are probably going higher. How are they going to tax you? We're going to put together a complete game plan so you can save on taxes so there's more money in your pocket. And we're going to look at 
diversification? Did you get hit hard in the last couple months as the market sold off? Or have you been sitting with way too much money in cash, earning nothing, paralysis by analysis, trying to figure out what to do? Well, we're going to put together a full investment game plan, show you how to grow your wealth over time, but most importantly, protect it. We literally have 10 slots. If you have over $750,000 safe for retirement, if you call or text right now. All you have to do, text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. If you're one of our next 10 callers, you've saved over $750,000 for your retirement. Our team of financial advisors and certified financial planners will create for you your own total financial master plan. Now, there's no obligation and there's no cost, but you won't have a plan if you don't text or call. 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. So, Bob, at our firm, Payne Capital Management, of course, that's P-A-Y-N-E, in the thousand or so families that we advise, you know, a lot of times we find that you have a lot of false notions about your financial independence or retirement plan. And we tend to cling to certain ideas that give us a sense of what I would call false hope. So I thought we could discuss some of the more dangerous <clears throat> mindsets when it comes to your retirement plan. You know, Rod, kind of reminds me of that, uh, that young man that was taken off the airplane for airplane rage the other day. And I think he had a little too much to drink. And he kept saying to the stewardess, you don't understand. My parents have a lot of money. They're millionaires. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's to say, I got, I got bad news for you, kid. That, that's not a lot of money anymore. Yeah, they say, yeah, having a million dollars isn't what it used to be, right? And I think that's, that's one of the things that we find a lot of times. You'll think when I have $2 million, I can retire. Or $3 million, I can retire. And, you know, Bob, as you and I know, when it comes to financial planning, it's really unique to you. Maybe you need $2 million. Maybe you only need a million dollars. You know, maybe you have a pension. Maybe you have Social Security coming in as well to supplement your income. You know, the, the question really is what income goal you need to hit, right? How much money do you need a month? And then we can reverse engineer and figure out, okay, this is the amount of assets you actually need to fund that goal. Yeah, that absolutely makes a lot more sense, right? Because otherwise, you're not really getting serious about your plan and you just keep moving those goalposts. So it's easier. So, well, you know, I'll get to it. I got five more years of employment. I'll just, you know, I'll fo focus on it five years from now. And then those goalposts just keep getting moved. And I'll tell you what, you can't achieve your goals if you can't catch up with the goalposts. You know, right? we see this all the time. Most of our newer clients, the people that we're doing these proposals for every weekend, they have more risk in their portfolio necessary than they need to achieve their goals. So they're actually overachieving and, and they don't realize it because they're not doing these wealth projections. Well, here's the problem with that, because if you have a too aggressive a portfolio, and all of a sudden, you know, we go into a bear market, the market sells off, and you see your portfolio go down by 30%, 40%. You know, you're doubly behind where you need to be because not only did your portfolio not go up, but now you've gone back a couple years. And that's a really dangerous game to play. And that's why you really have to know what your risk parameters are or what the risk is in your portfolio now, especially when markets have done well after, you know, quite a few years of, of gains, right? So it's more yeah. important than ever right now to evaluate what your risk looks like because the stakes are higher, especially when you get close to and you're retired. And I'll tell you what, Ry, I see more risk-taking in portfolios now than I've seen in 20 years. And the problem is the risk that you have in your portfolio is only recognized in hindsight. In other words, after the fact, 
right? It's, it's kind of better to get a termite inspection before the termites take over. <laughs> no, well said, because, right, when the market sells off, it's too late. Don't wait. You know, figure out now proactively what your risk is because you want to reduce risk when things are going well, not when they're going bad. And let's face it, the wind's been at our back. Since the pandemic, markets have gone up a lot. So you've got to reassess your strategy. You've got to reassess your risk all the time. You know, the other misconception that we hear all the time is, you know, when I get to retirement, I'm going to spend drastically less than I spend right now. You know, what, what am I going to do in retirement? And if anything, we find a lot of times not only do you spend the same, Bob, but you spend more. They do, especially now, Rye, because all the baby boomers that are retiring, um, <laughs> the lucky millennials that are retiring, they're, they've been locked up for two years. They haven't been able to go anywhere. They've been afraid to get on a cruise ship or an airline or go to a foreign country, or even go to the islands. I mean, they're just to take a trip to you know, the Jersey Shore. Um, so you're going to have this enormous breakout. You know, people out there that once they hit retirement, they're going to go, hey, we're going to do that cruise. We're going to do three cruises this year to catch up. And I'm seeing that with all of my retired clients. Well, the other thing, too, is, you know, we have a lot of clients well into their 80s and their spending doesn't slow down. (laughs) You know, the, the lust for life doesn't go away. And I think that's a big misconception. And I think it's important because when you're doing your planning, you know, always plan for more, not for less. And, you know, we find that a lot of times you make that mistake. And you don't want to have that shortfall in retirement because you could be retired for 20 years, maybe even 30 years. Your money's got to last you a long time. And couple that with inflation, and we talk about this you know, at nauseum, Bob, but I mean, it's like you know, every million dollars you have today is worth a half a million dollars in 20 years. You know, so keeping up that purchasing power and being able to continue your lifestyle the way you live it today, it's a very complicated issue. You know, all those numbers have to be run. But you know, think about it, right? It's the only issue. It's the only thing that matters. It's not who came in first, who came in last. It's like, did I grow my assets, net of inflation and taxations to achieve my family's goals? Not the guy next door or the woman down the street. No, exactly right. And that's where it becomes you know, very unique to what your needs are. And this is where also you know, winging it can be very dangerous too. Just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be fine. You know, my, my friend's in the same job. He's going to retire at this age. I'm going to retire at the same age. And, you know, winging it when it comes to the actual numbers is a really dangerous game to play as well. You know, you'll just figure it out. You know, the earlier you get on it, I don't care if you're five years away, 10 years away from retired. If you're retired now, there's no time like the present to get on top of these numbers. You know, big fool's gold I see rise that mom and dad have a pretty decent estate and I'm going to inherit it. Um, That's why I say set. (laughs) <laughs> that's my game plan what do you mean you didn't you didn't set mom you and mom didn't set aside a nice inheritance for me you know right um when i when my rich uncle died i owed him 500 dollars, so i'm gonna try and make it <laughs> sure it's a little better than that for you but you know the thing is baby boomers are living to be 100 years old and we're also seeing a gigantic increase uh in health care and long-term care so sometimes that big squat that you're going to get from the golden goose may not come down that hill. So you better be careful. No, it's true because healthcare costs can dwindle away an inheritance you know, very quickly as we've seen. And when you run those numbers, you want to run it without that inheritance in mind when it comes to your own financial planning. It's critical. And if you're thinking to yourself right now, like I need a review like this. I need to figure out, do I have enough income for retirement? I don't know my number. I don't know exactly what I need to be saving right now or what I have to have saved, how I create an income plan. I don't want to wing it. Well, here's your shot to do it. We literally have six slots left. If you have over $750,000 saved for retirement, Bob and I will run for you our total financial master plan. We'll do that with no obligation or cost. It's a full holistic review. We'll go through everything for you. There's no firm out there that will do this work up front. 
We'll go through every investment that you own. In fact, we're going to build you your own personalized financial portal, get a bird's eye view of your entire net worth, start honing in on every financial issue you have today that needs to be addressed. We're going to look at income. Income is so critical for retirement. How are you going to take Social Security? There's hundreds of ways to take Social Security. What's the best way to take it for you? How are you going to draw from your portfolio, factor in inflation so you don't run out of money? We're going to put together a full income game plan. We're going to look at diversification. Markets sold off hard over the course of the first three months of the year. Were you protected? Is your portfolio well-positioned or were you taking way too much risk? Or have you been just sitting in cash trying to figure out what to do? Paralysis by analysis as inflation is now running close to 8%. You're losing purchasing power. We're going to put together a full investment game plan, show you how to grow your money, but most importantly, protect your wealth over the rest of your life. And we're going to look at fees and taxes. All these portfolios that Wall Street loves to sell you have high fees, high taxes. We're going to show you where all the hidden costs on those annuities, insurance products, mutual funds, show you how to reduce the cost on your portfolio and prepare your portfolio to pay less tax using all the strategies we've been honing in on now for over 45 years. All you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. If you're one of our next five callers, you've saved over $750,000 for your retirement. Our team of financial advisors and certified financial planners will create for you your own total financial master plan. Now, there's no obligation. There's no cost. But you won't have a plan if you don't text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. Hey, if you want to learn more about our firm, Pain Capital Management, simply go to www.bebullish.com. That's www.bebullish.com. You can catch our podcast, Pain Points of Wealth. And you can learn more about our firm, Pain Capital Management. Of course, that's P-A-Y-N-E. Stay tuned. We got more, more money coming your way. If you're suffering from ED, you're not alone. 60% of men over 60 have this problem. Help is out there. The professionals at Elevate Wellness can help you be the man you used to be. They've helped thousands of patients and have a 96% success rate. What are you waiting for? Call 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. Your first visit is only $99. ElevateWellnessGroup.com. Help is out there. ElevateWellnessGroup.com. Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. This is Steve Moore. You're listening to the More Money Show. Thank you to the Ryan, uh, to uh, Ryan uh, and Bob Payne for their tremendous uh, insights on the economy and the investment horizon. Now, I want to turn to uh, a long, dear friend, uh, David Asman. You all know David Asman from uh, Fox News and Fox Business News. Uh, he and I first met when he was with the Wall Street Journal, and we both, I uh, think we overlapped at the Wall Street Journal. He was um, uh, on the uh, opinion page there and did an amazing job. And he's one of the smartest, uh, knowledgeable guys about what's going on with the economy. David, thanks so much for joining me this, this afternoon. Well, thank you. When, when did you start at the Journal on the edit page? Well, I think I we just missed that, each other. I was there from, I, I think you might have just 
left when I got there because I think yeah, I left in the I left in the spring of ninety seven. I started in nineteen eighty three. That's amazing. Uh, and and covering Latin America and doing the manager's journal and then and then uh, the last two years I was off editor and then I then I left in ninety seven to join Fox and I think that's just about when you arrived. Yeah, I, I started right around 2000. So we did not overlap, but it felt like we were there at the same time. But, but <laughs> I'm glad well, we you brought up the early. And, and, you know, in, in, in prepping for this particular show with you, I, I was going back to some old articles uh, written by Robert Barley, the great, the late great editor right. who hired me in 1983 and probably hired right. you in, in 2000. And, uh, uh, you know, the, it's amazing how history repeats itself, not only uh, uh, in mm-hmm. terms of uh, foreign policy. We see a lot of that with what's happening today in the Ukraine, but but also in economic policy, because because the Reagan revolution, uh, which I hope is coming, <laughs> ended ended an era of stagflation and and high uh, high inflation, low growth. Which which I think we're entering into now. So it's just like it's almost exactly identical to the period we're in now with the late 1970s. Well, that's why I wanted to have you on because you and I had uh, had uh, been pinging back and forth uh, this week about the you know the situation with the jobs and the inflation, and um, it, there are so many similarities to what happened under Jimmy Carter in the late 70s with Biden in the White House right now, um, and I I'm. Yeah, I think that you and I had a slight disagreement about whether back in the early 80s, when Paul Volcker was the Fed chairman uh, and Reagan was elected president, uh, they basically made a deal uh, to get this inflation under control. Why don't you kind of explain to people, because you you were kind of covering this back then, what happened and how is it that Reagan and Volcker were able to get that inflation rate down from what to 11% down to like three and 4% within right. 18 months. Well, uh, Reagan came into office uh, in, in January, 1981. Uh, right. And, and we were already halfway into a recession at that point. We've been in a state That's of right. stagflation for years, uh, okay. which was kind of going in and out of, of, uh, of recession. It's kind of like when you have a, a stomach ailment and you, you feel sick, and sometimes you actually get sick, and then you. you but you, you always have that sense of nausea. We had we had about a decade yeah. of feeling nauseous, you know. Right. And yes. and so Reagan, when Reagan came in, the inflation was at ten percent. Uh, interest rates were were tickling at the twenty percent level, uh, yeah. which which in in some ways was actually better than you have now because now you have. You have inflation far higher than the than the interest rate, so we've got to yeah. we've got to reverse that uh, before uh-huh. we really kill inflation. But at any rate, so he he came in and in a terrible situation, realized that what we needed more than anything else to get to, to get things back on track was growth, and the best way to to stimulate growth was through tax cuts. So he. He essentially adopted the uh, the Kemp Roth plan uh, and uh, of, of tax cuts and and uh, uh, really supercharged them. But in order to get some Democrats, because there were some Democrats at that point who believed in the the, the positive effect of tax cuts, in order to mm-hmm. get them on board, he had to make a deal. Reagan had to make a deal to delay the tax cuts until 1983. And so what happened? We had 
few high, high interest rates because Volcker, Reagan said, okay, you go ahead and kill inflation. I'm going to take care of growth. Your job is to kill inflation. My job mm-hmm. is to get mm-hmm. growth going. Right. So that was the deal that he made with Volcker, uh, and he did support Volcker. He didn't criticize him, he, even though it, it, it caused tremendous problems for the business community because they borrow money a lot for all of their, their deal-making and, and, and growth, et cetera. Uh, but when you have 20% interest rates, you can't afford to borrow money. So there was a recession in 1982, which Bartley claimed uh, would not have happened or at least not have been as severe as it was because it was a real tight in, uh, recession if that deal to delay the tax cuts hadn't been made. So so dis- despite the fact that, that Reagan had to make a deal uh, with Democrats to delay the tax cuts. Once the tax cuts k- kicked in in, right. in 1983, it was it was off to the races, and we had an average growth rate from 1983 until 1990, average yearly growth rate of three and a half percent, which was just yeah. just extraordinary. And of no. course, as you you often say, we had a growth rate in 1984 alone of about seven percent. It yeah. came back down to to four percent and then three percent bounced between three and three and a half percent for the next few years. But an average growth rate of three and a half percent. You 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 think of the the Obama years, for example, and and uh, what was the it was it was just under two percent in 2%, average growth rate. Yeah. Right? So it's half of that rate. So this yeah, exactly. Look, this is ver- this is an important conversation, folks, because I want to just connect the dots here between what happened then, David, and what's happening now. So clearly we have, you know, we have um, our Jimmy Carter right now and, and Joe Biden, who doesn't know what he's doing with respect to the economy. And he's, he's you know, um, reducing our energy supplies and, and allowing the government spending to keep going up and up. And that's, that's inflamed this inflation rate, which is now, you know, uh, somewhere, we don't know exactly, somewhere between seven, eight, nine percent right now. And the, uh, so, Reagan comes in and they do two things, just to summarize what you're saying. Number one, he gives the green light to Volcker to say, go for it. You know, and I remember talking to Bob Bartley about this, by the way, and Bartley said there was a famous meeting that they had with with Volcker because uh, he was running the editorial board at the time. And and, uh, you know, Bartley was urging him to raise rates to get this inflation down. And, and uh, Bartley said that uh, Volcker said, well, well, uh, Bob, will you still be with me when there's blood in the streets, you know, because when you have <laughs> yeah. to raise, you know, when you have to raise rates, you know, that does pinch the economy back. And uh, I think that uh, there are two. But the other part of this that's so often forgotten that you're exactly right about was it was the combination of getting the inflation down, but also by just putting a jet propeller on growth with these tax cuts and deregulation efforts, which, by the way, Trump borrowed a lot of that, uh, you know, in 2017 and 18 to get the economy moving faster. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. W- would it work? Now, here's the thing that and this is there's two issues I wanted to bring up. To One, where I disagree a little bit with you and and uh, and my friend and your friend Art Laffer, because Laffer agrees with you. He says, look, the problem was the reason we had that deep recession was that they delayed the tax cuts to to really take full effect until 1983. And Laffer says once those tax cuts took full effect, the economy just 
like jet propulsion. And you're sort of making that same point. And I'm making the argument that I think that the Fed was just too draconian. And uh, so that, I think, is our disagreement. Um, and I don't know if we'll never know the answer, but uh, why don't you go and go ahead and defend Laffer? <laughs> well, <laughs> You know, there's 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 another there's a whole another aspect of this, and and uh, uh, there there was a, a friend of, uh, of of Bartley's. My gosh, I'm I'm blanking on his name. His last name, his first name is Bob. Bob, uh, uh, he taught at Columbia University. Uh, oh, Mundell or Mundell, of course. Yeah. I, Mundell, who was a who was really he won the a Nobel guru Prize. For, yeah, yeah, he won a Nobel Prize. He was the guru of Bob in terms of uh, monetary policy and, and fiscal policy and separating the two. Uh, and, and he had a slight disagreement with, uh, with, with Art Laffer on that, but it was, it was so in the weeds that I almost right. don't, I mean, one can get very deeply into the weeds in these things and, and avoid yeah. the overall. And right now we're in such a, a, a real bare bones battle between yeah. uh, socialism and, and yeah. capitalism, just put writ very large, that the bigger issue, I, I think right now, Bartley and Mundell and Laffer and, and you and I would have all been ag- in agreement about what to do because. Yeah. Well, sit here, uh, hold whether, on. Let me, just whether, let me just interrupt you for one second because the reason this is important, it's not just academic, right? It's not just, you know, a, a historical disagreement. It's about what do we do now? David, that's yes. what I want. Yes. So, in other words, so there's a lot of people who worry. In fact, uh, you know, I had uh, Ryan Payne on earlier, and he's saying, oh, we don't need to raise rates. You know, the, the long-term forecast is for interest for, you know, inflation to be calm. And so the worry is that if they act too aggressively, they're going to cause a recession. And it sounds to me you're, you're on the side of getting this inflation down however we can do it. Well, the first thing we have to do, the one, the, the one, as I mentioned before, the one thing that, that we're actually in worse shape now about than we were in, in uh, 1980 when Reagan took over was at least when Reagan took over, interest rates were higher than, than inflation. We have this worldwide experiment mm-hmm. with, with right. uh, negative interest rates. Uh, mm-hmm. Some countries actually did go negative. Their central banks actually uh, charge people money for for charge yeah, right. people interest for keeping uh, their their money in your yeah. bank. You know that's negative interest rates, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. The Japanese did it. The, some European countries did it, and we had it's a, so it's a worldwide experiment. We have done it. We now have it, uh, figuratively speaking, because as long as inflation is above the the rate of interest, uh, we're we have negative interest rates. So, yeah, 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 so yeah. this worldwide experiment is, 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 is a terrible experiment and it's, it's about to explode in our faces and it's just begun to explode in our faces. And so first thing, I think everybody agrees. I don't know about your last guest, but I would suspect that even he would think that interest rates in order to really kill, once we get to double digit inflation, that's where we're going, as Kevin Hassett and others have said. Exactly. Uh, you do have to get interest rates at least above inflation. Now that that's yes. gonna you can't do it overnight. I would argue as you would that that the shock therapy, a Volcker type of shock therapy right now is is not what is necessary. Uh, that that would scare the bejesus out of everybody, including yeah. the Wall Street. So I, I would agree that you have to do it incrementally. 
but you're not going to do it by quarter interest rates. Yeah, no, uh, I agree. Rate rises, which is what the now, Fed is missing, now doing. Yeah. What's missing, though, from that, from the equation that we had in the early 80s was, you know, uh, that Biden comes out with a tax plan this week, David, that the Wall Street Journal editorial board says is a $2.5 trillion higher you know, uh, uh, increase in tax over the next decade, whereas by was Reagan wanted was cutting taxes. So it seems yeah. to me if you're going to raise tax now, look, the good news is it looks like that tax increase proposal is dead. But even the fact that he would suggest something like that, it, it means they don't have the growth supply side, uh, you know, model in their mind. I mean, how are you going to yeah. grow the economy if you're raising taxes by two and a half trillion? They have absolutely no idea what make markets work, and and right. the idea the idea of incentives. What incentivizes a company? What incentivizes right. a corporation? What incentivizes an individual to work a little harder in order to get a little more money or expand his business yeah. a little bit? Uh, it's they they just because they're so they're beltway creatures. Uh, yep. Most, almost yep. all of the, the the people in the White House are. I mean, there there may be a couple of hedge funders in there, like Brian Deese, but but basically they're all uh, they yep. they don't really know the free market from from street level. Uh, yeah, so they, they don't have the they really have no idea how yep. horrific yep. that those tax increases would be. Yeah, and so that's what's really making me nervous. This combination of uh, you know raising interest rates, raising taxes at the same time. I think that could propel us into a recession. And you know, I did live through that 1982 recession. Boy, it was brutal. You know, I remember yeah. you couldn't even get a job at McDonald's. You know, the economy contracted right. so much. But you're right. Once those, this is the key point. Yeah, and I correct me if I'm wrong. And I I read a great book about this uh, called uh, The Seven Fat Years by Great Bob Barley. <laughs> by Robert Barley. About as soon as those tax cuts kicked in by Reagan, yes. you just saw this incredible, incredible surge of adrenaline in the economy. And yes. I I'm just it it just troubles me that it, it's and we have to keep learning this lesson over and over again, oh, and horrible. people don't seem to, to learn it. So now what let's is your let's, let's uh, keep our minds focused on two positive points. One, we we have Right now, and it may be very short-lived, but we have this extraordinary surplus of jobs in our economy, Eleven, yeah. more than 11 million yeah. unfilled jobs. So we're in yeah. a good spot That's for, good news. Yep. for the Fed to raise rates. The other thing, the other good news is we still have the Trump tax cuts. We are still yes, in the is. era of the Trump tax cuts. So we still have incentives for growth built into the system by those tax cuts, which were enormously successful, which helped uh, the blue collar percentage wise yes. even more than the white collar workers and 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 we have to we have to emphasize how good those tax cuts were for our economy and particularly for for the middle class because we got to keep our eyes on the middle class the middle class is what makes america strong what has made america strong for decades for for more than a century now and if we kill the middle class we kill the, the, the base of what our, our economy, basically what our nation is all about. So that's what these folks, whether they're doing it intentionally or unintentionally, could do with their, the policies that you described. And the reason what you say is so important, David, is that when you look at the inflation tax, and let's not forget inflation really is just a tax, there are some estimates that I saw on, on uh, 
on Fox Business this week that, that estimated about $4,000 a year for the average middle-class family. Well, actually, Bloomberg of, Bloomberg has it at, at 5500 a year. So 50, uh, Bloomberg wow. has it even higher. I don't want to credit a, a competitor, but that's what they say. Yeah, that seems a little high to me. But even let's say it's – because my calculations are closer to four, but that's yeah. still got to be one of the biggest – um, middle class tax increases one year in American history, and and again, Absolutely. tax inflation is a tax on you. Every time you go to the grocery, it's almost like a sales tax you're paying every time you go to the grocery store or the gas pump. And so, get, let's just end on this, Dave. We've got like one minute left. So, do you see a way that we can get out of this inflation nightmare without having a recession? Well, I said it's all about saving the middle class, and the middle class is is all about saving America. So, yes, if in fact, if in fact the the elections coming up in November are so overwhelming, there might actually be some Democrats who care more about their job in Congress than they do about this this left wing ideology that's that's being peddled, which is nothing but snake oil. So, if the elections are just an enormous win, I mean, I. I'm talking a really a historic win in terms of changing parties towards people that are more favorable to the market. If that happens, I think you're going to see the emergence and a tidal wave that will wash over the AOCs of the yes. Democratic Party and the other radicals who really don't care about the middle class, who, who I mean, you, you hear AOC saying, it's not important to have a job or not. We can stay home without having to work. The government can pay. Perfect. I mean, real radicals like that will will be uh, in the dustbin of history. And that's that's the positive news. And, and it could happen in November. If it doesn't, I think we're we're in, in deep trouble. Well, folks, this is uh, uh, the More Money Show that you've been listening to. Uh, David Asman, who uh, worked for many years at the Wall Street Journal editorial board is and now is with Fox Business News. And to summarize what David just said, we need a little less Bidenomics right now. We need more Trumponomics and Reaganomics to save this country. David, yeah. thanks so much for joining Thank me. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, folks, I, uh, we have about two minutes left. I just want to make a couple of quick announcements to you. And then next week, I'm sorry we ran out of time to take callers, but next week we will be back with uh, taking your calls because that is the favorite part of my show and uh, my weekend, in fact. But I want to just make a couple points. One is um, there is a way we can get out of this hole. The cavalry is coming. You know, the cavalry is coming, as my buddy Larry Kudlow would say. We're going to see, I think, uh, a lot of these scoundrels who are making these terrible decisions in Washington thrown out. And that's a good thing. You know, they need to be punished for what they've done to our energy markets, to our border, to our inflation system, uh, and so on. And I also wanted to let you know that every morning I put out something called the prosperity hotline. And I know a lot of uh, our listeners get that already, but if you don't, this is something that I really want to urge you all to get. And I'm not selling you anything folks, because guess what? Unlike Joe Biden's, you know, $5 trillion build back better bill. This really is free. It costs you nothing. And just go to the committee to unleash prosperity website. That's Committee to Unleash Prosperity. And just click on the, uh, on the, uh, on the button that says you want to get the hotline. And by the way, it's just four or five items every morning. We will send it to you for free. We'll send it right to your email. 
people like Newt Gingrich and, and so many uh, members of Congress and, and uh, leaders have told me, this is the first thing I read, Steve, in the morning. We add a little bit of humor. It's something you can read very quickly. But it gets to the point every day of what's happening with our economy, what's happening with the political situation, a little bit about what's happening with COVID and the latest news on that. So get it, folks, because it's, it's, we now have 200,000 uh, people who have opened and read the uh, Prosperity Hotline. I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, and I don't care if you're a conservative or liberal or Democrat or Republican. I think you'll really get some useful information out of this that you can use every day. Uh, so go to that Committee to Unleash Prosperity um, uh, website and you will get the hotline for free. Uh, that is our show for today, folks. I hope everyone has a wonderful uh, weekend and we will be back same time next Saturday at 1 p.m. on the More Money Show. Uh, folks, have a wonderful weekend and keep the faith. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.